Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey guys, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I've got a really special guest with us today, uh, a guy who I have been uh, trying to get on this show for uh, some period of time, a, a because uh, we've been connected uh, uh, for many years online. Uh, Dr. Harlan Kilstein, I really appreciate you coming on the show. How are you today? I, I appreciate that you want to save the best for the last. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Better late than never. So, um, uh, yeah, because like I was saying, I, I'm, I've really been uh, interested in what you've done over the past. If I can uh, uh, brief the uh, people who were uh, foolish enough to not know everything about you. Uh, you're, you're big on the um, uh, uh, NLP copywriting. This, I know you've got some books out about that. So you've got some, uh, a lot of material out about that. That's kind of where I first came across you. Um, you're author of, of some great copywriting books and in other niches as well, um, such as the, uh, uh, the keto business. You're really doing a lot of uh, awesome stuff there. Um, the Doggington Post is, is another really interesting case study that, uh, that I remember from uh, a while back where um, that site's now getting uh, something like 2.5 million visitors a week. Um, you're building out Facebook groups up to a million members. I saw one, you've got one that's just over 1 million members, which is just an, an insane amount uh, of people in a group. But, uh, but uh, first and foremost, and, and the reason why I really wanted to get you on this show is about... Uh, uh, copywriting, uh, although uh, um, they all flow together uh, quite a bit, and you need uh, copywriting knowledge for to do all of that, have all that success in business. So, um, can you give us a quick uh, update on on how you got started and in, in copywriting, and and how you got to where you are today? So, first of all, copywriting came as a surprise to me. I was a school principal and I had been a school principal for maybe 20 years or, or more and I loved being a principal and I love working with the students but I didn't love the politics behind it all of the meetings and the meetings after the meetings and the meetings after the meetings after the meetings that would go on <laughs> yeah. quite, with quite frequency till two three o'clock in the morning talking about nothing um, and I just got sick and tired of it and I actually was at a program at Harvard's Graduate School of Education where on the last day of the program, they had us write a letter to our future self. And I wrote the letter, handed it to the professor, you know, wrote an envelope, and they took it from us and sent it away. They, they, they put it away. A year in the future, I get an envelope at my job and I kind of recognize the handwriting, but I'm not sure. And I open it up and it's my letter to myself. Wow. And I start reading the letter and it says, well, are you still doing education and hating it? Or did you finally uh, get rid of it and start doing what you love? Mm. And I started to laugh because during that year, I actually, um, I actually did it. I, I left education and opened up a business. I was starting to open up a business. So it was like a part of me knew what 
I was going to be doing. So the, the bottom line was I went into a new business and the, the business was ad driven and the company that ran the business was supposed to give us new ads every quarter. And at first the ads worked like clockwork and, but then I noticed that they stopped giving us ads every quarter, every quarter became, you know, every three quarters of the year mm. and not all of the ads worked and they were all similar. And some of the ads that they said were very, very successful, absolutely bombed for me. Mm. And so I started learning about copywriting. It wasn't even a thing for me. I didn't know it existed. Mm. And I happened to meet up with someone who said, um, there's a guy teaching copywriting. As a matter of fact, he's been teaching it for years and this is his last ever copywriting bootcamp. Would you like to go? You can come for free. Just pay for your hotel and flight. What sounds good. <laughs> and I went there and it was a Dan, it was a Dan Kennedy program. Mm. And one of the people who got up and spoke was John Calton. And between Kennedy and Calton, I didn't know which one I liked more. But I heard Calton, I was really impressed by Calton. He would put on a great, uh, great show. Yeah. And um, after that, a couple of weeks later, I reciprocated to my friend with a Gary Halbert conference. And Calton was there as well. And I went up to him and I said, you know, I really liked you at, at, um, at Kennedy. And I wanted to join your insiders group. But, you know, it was a lot of money. And Calton just looked at me and said, Harlan, just do it. That sounds like and, <laughs> and I did it. And the funny thing was the program came with the, um, the ability that you could write into John as often as you want. And you would email, he would email you back with critiques of copy. And I took that seriously. Yeah. Um, if you talk about John today, he single-handedly lays the blame for the death of his copy program on me uh, because I would email him like five times a day. He yeah. would, I would write him copy and his critique usually had two words, this sucks. Maybe if I was lucky, he would put in a few words explaining why. But the longer I started doing it and the, he realized that I was serious, wasn't going away, the critiques started getting longer and more detailed. And I remember the first product I worked on with him was a golf product. And we got to the point of, you know, his goal, which he now states was trying to get me uh, uh, cry, uh, to get me to cry. Um, and um, the, um, to, I better stop helping you or my golf clients are going to get pissed. Um, and this was in maybe two to three months. I was just writing and writing and submitting everything for critiques. And we eventually became really good friends um, mm. with um, one another. And even though we're friends, I still hire him for critiques whenever I feel I need a 
major ego uh, beating up. Yeah, yeah. At the same time that this happened, uh, I was, I started creating my own ads for my business and they outperformed anything that the company gave. Our goal was to get the phone to ring and weeks would go by without, you know, a lot significant number of phone calls. But when I started my own copy, we, we couldn't turn the damn phone off. It was ringing all the time. I mean, it just, it, these ads touched a nerve. Mm. Ultimately, I decided to shut down my copywriting business. I'm, I'm sorry, my, my, my business and just go exclusively into copywriting. And I started, I got a pretty good name for a quick, fast copy and wrote for just about everybody who was a who's who in the um, um, internet marketing industry. I mean, people like Stephen Pierce, Frank Kern, Rich Sheffrin, Ed Dale. Um, I wrote for Vishen Lakahani, who was the head of Mind Valley before there was a Mind Valley. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of work, and I was getting good and sharp at. Um, at copy and, and just cranking it out quickly. Mm. Now, at the mm. same time that that was going on, I had an extensive background in NLP. And I started to think about, I wonder how NLP could affect the copy. And I started taking principles of NLP and adding them to the copy and the response level exploded. I remember I did a sales letter for a poker poker bot. A poker bot was a device that would play poker for you on a form. And this boat bot that I wrote the sales letter for was supposedly very effective. Yeah. And I wrote the entire sales letter as a story. And I remember I sent the letter into Calton. And the um, and Calton said, "Any chance I could get my hands on this?" And when as soon as I product. heard that, on the product, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> he wanted to buy it." <laughs> yeah, it was a good letter. Yeah, I gave it to my client who was a kid in his twenties at the time, and in the first, and he did PPC ads on Google before you know gambling was was yeah yeah bad. He made so much money in the first 24 hours from cold traffic to that sales letter that he made something like $250,000 the first day. Wow. And PayPal shut down his account because they were so suspicious. Mm. Um, and when I spoke to the guy the next day, he was laughing. He was in such a good mood. I said, dude, they just shut down your account. Why are you laughing? He said, because if I could do this in one niche, I can do this in any niche. I'll just hire you for another sales letter. And I was like, okay with me. <laughs> um, he came back in about a month and asked me to do something for a weight loss tea, which I did. And he went on to make millions and millions of dollars um, using these 
NLP techniques. Um, and I started teaching it and people found it was, was very, very effective. One of the things that I did and I taught all of my copywriting students was um, the use of NLP wasn't just in the writing, but also in the negotiating. So with the client, I became the first, yeah, the first copywriter to teach how to get really big salaries. Like in those days, people were were coming out of these copywriting training programs and be, and asking for like two hundred and fifty dollars for a sales letter. Or I remember one site that came to mind where a person was going to write by the word and he put up a website where it had a little calculator and you, you typed in the number of words that you wanted, it did the calculation, told you how much to PayPal in. He didn't care what the niche was. He didn't even ask. He just said, okay, hey, you tell me how many <laughs> words and I'm going to do it for you. I was yeah. like, wow, this guy's tremendous. He's going to produce a sales letter without even knowing what the niche is. Just send him money. It was terrific. I don't think he did very well, but... Um, so I started teaching people and the Carlton actually came back to me and said, I single-handedly ruined the entire profession because now rookies were getting paid serious money. Yeah. And they, you know, John would say, okay, start by doing re uh, menus for restaurants. And I was like, the hell with that. Let's go for the big jobs. <laughs> and they were getting them. And do that. So, I mean, I started mentoring people. I started teaching people how to land these jobs. And, you know, that became my reputation of NLP in copywriting and especially NLP before the copywriting. Mm. And I, also, I taught, you know, a lot of the people who are big in the name of copywriting today, you know, started with me and got a lot of my habits. It's like, there's one guy who um, uh, there's one guy who started out and there's everybody in copywriting knows his name, but he took one of my strategies, which was at the time, I always did a sales letter for, for a client. And then I did a sales letter for myself. And this copywriter started doing it. And pretty soon he became known as the guy who could text your wife into bed or get your girlfriend back or of the mm -hmm. language of love. That was Chris Haddad. I mean, yeah. you know, like like Carlton, I beat the crap out of him growing up. I made him do the uh, what was it the uh, the spikes. Um, he had his sales letter was about the spikes of doom, the spikes of doom, and I I made him do it like ten times, twelve times. And he kept coming back and doing it, and I was like, this guy is good, and you know, lots of people. Uh, uh, million Dollar Mike Morgan became Million Dollar Mike because the night before a, a launch um, that had bombed, he showed me a sales letter. I spent about 20 minutes with him fixing the sales letter and it sold a million dollars the next day. And yeah. it was, became Million Dollar Mike. So this was, the, and, and, and ultimately my favorite, which was a pure NLP sales letter, was the annihilation method for Frank Kern and Neil Strauss that ended up doing 1.2 million in about 20 minutes and they closed it down. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I was out there and that was the technique that, that I taught, met lots of interesting people and it ultimately helped my business a lot. Not yeah. just as a copywriter, not as a, a coach or whatever and having that reputation, but getting the marketing skills because I learned what all of these people were doing. Yeah, and it's uh, the marketing skills, which is another whole thing. Like a lot of people are sort of good at the copy side of things, but are not not so good at uh, at uh, selling themselves as a copywriter. This is where I'm really fascinated with what you've been talking about. Uh, you know, NLP before the before you're at the South Park, you know, when you're using the negotiations. So, um, how would you how would you go about using uh, something like that if if a client were to come along and and uh, you would like in a fictitious example. What do you, in, in, they come to me, they come to me and I want to discover what their criteria are. I want mm. to find what it's important to them about copy. And the bottom line is, um, once I have that, I am basically, I own them and I can get them to, the number one thing is, when I use the methodology that I teach, um, by the time I finish talking, they want to hire me before even having heard of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's the power of NLP that's, uh, uh, that you're using throughout the negotiation process. Yes. So I'm very, very happy yeah. with, the way, uh, with the way it works. Yeah, we haven't really got time on, on this to go, go into the nuts and bolts of NLP, but I'm really fascinated to um, hear how you uh, um, do that. What are, some, uh, what are some basic principles of NLP that, uh, uh, that uh, copywriters can start using, uh, whether it's with a client or in their sales copy? My most powerful technique, the one that I love the best and I've always said, if you gave me just one technique, and that was it, um, it would be therapeutic metaphor. It's the use of telling a story in copy because copy is all about telling a story and keeping them going. You might start with a headline, which would might be a, a Carlton's juxtaposition of opposites, as he call it, hmm. calls it. And, um, um, and then tell a story. I'm actually writing a sales letter for myself right now in a new, uh, in a new niche. And this new niche, again, it's a story. Got a yeah, juxtaposition yeah. Of, of, of opposites headline. I used to be able to fall asleep standing up until dot, dot, dot how an accidental find on an old iPod changed my sleep forever. Um, and then it goes into a story. And these stories um, made some of my um, best sales letters. I remember I did a letter for Stephen Pierce about blogging. I mean, blogging, what was the sexiness in blogging mm. at the time? And the headline on the sales letter um, was um, if you teach, if you share these secrets publicly, you are a dead man. <laughs> and it was, it was like 
I, I wrote this letter up about these secrets and the, the people who were out to stop people from, from doing it. The sales letter was, was written for Stephen Pierce, became probably his, his biggest product launch ever. I mean, they were, they were laughing, literally laughing all the way to the bank with that sales letter. But all the people who came up to me, like Frank, that's how Frank Kern heard of me. He came up to me and goes, is that true? They're really going to kill him? And everybody went into the story. Mm. And hugely successful story. I mean, it was kind of true. There, there were threats against, you know, it was an effective system. It was the blog and ping method. Uh, yeah, yeah. Google caught, caught on fairly quickly. But I mean, the bottom line was stories rock all of the great Caltons um had a story story about a blind golfer a one-legged golfer you know the golfer with six noses whatever it was um it was it was the story and learning how to spin stories out of thin air is an extremely powerful um technique so, I mean, first of all, the other thing that I, I want to, to tell people is if you're a copy, is read copy, read copy, read copy, read copy, read copy every single day. Uh, read in your niche, read out of your niche. Um, start getting a feel for reading copy. Um, you were involved in, um, uh, in Mind Valley for a very long period of time, and, mm. you know, I collect to this day every Mind Valley sales letter because they have a, it, it's, as you know, it's a formula. Yeah. Their, their sales letters are a formula now. That work, that works. And, you know, I, I think that, I don't think that people have really read enough um, copy. Mm. And they don't value every word that they write. I'm sitting here with the sales letter and writing it and making my sentences shorter and shorter. And I'm at a 3.9 grade level and want to bring that down. Mm. The best I've ever seen was a Halbert letter at grade three. Mm. So, Yeah, it's tough to get down. They have to be good at uh, editing and, and uh, speak clearly to get down there. Anyway, that's, that's my... That's my, that's my advice for, for copywriters who are listening to this. And it's great advice. I mean, uh, you, you trained Chris Haddad really well. He's, uh, I've read a lot of his copy and, and his stories are just amazing. And uh, in his niche, you know, the, the, um, the, the biggest offers around. So, um, so he is uh, definitely a star student of yours and, and Million Dollar Mike as well. You many, know. Many, 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 many more. Many, just, uh, many. Not just those guys, but yeah, yeah tons of other ones. So, um, so yeah, stories are, are one of the biggest things that uh, uh, that uh, that I'm trying to put into my copy for my clients and myself, and and uh, teaching to others as well. So, um, yeah, one of the things that I always get uh, people to read is is, is uh, one of uh, Haddad's uh, sales letters, uh, making worship you, which is making like uh, hundreds of sales a day on ClickBank. So. Um, that, that's a huge winner that he's got there. And it just start, starts off with an amazing story. It's, it's a story the whole way through, the way you described that, uh, the Annihilation Method letter. The, the, the Haddad method is 
God bless them, is make people feel bad. Yeah. Make people feel worse. Yeah. Just when they think things can't get any worse, take the elevator down a few notches even further. <laughs> and then start to talk about the outsider who has the solution. Mm. And the only way to get out of the pain is to buy his product. That's, that's the Haddad formula right there. And it's a very effective one. And it, it's worked. It, it, it works really well in that market. Some markets, there was one letter he did in a um, diabetes market where the pain was so strong that like the letter ended after the first paragraph. It was about someone having their leg amputated. Mm. Um, because of their diabetes. And I think the people just got so much pain, they, they couldn't go on reading. It mm. was like, this, it hurts too much to even read. So yeah. you be, it became like a, 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 you can't push it that far. Yeah, but uh, um, it's, uh, he's obviously found that he's lim the limit of that. So. Oh, that's really interesting. Is but there he's got a niche, and he's got a niche, and it is one of the biggest niches in the world. So, I would definitely say go with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything else that uh, that you can tell uh, budding copywriters about uh, writing with NLP? Um, how how to sort of start uh, integrating that into their copy? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a different technique. It's an NLP technique, but it's a technique that I got a very, very long time ago. And that is when you finish a letter, two things. Number one, read it from back to beginning because you'll pick up some mistakes that you're so used to reading the letter forward. If you read the letter backward, mistakes will stand out. Mm. So you don't turn in a letter that has a mistake. Second, is that when you write the letter, you need to turn on a super critical eye and go to each word and say, is this word absolutely necessary? Hmm. Am I repeating words too often? Like Jim Rutz, who, who passed away not long ago, when he would write a Magalog, he would not repeat the an action verb that he used more than once in an entire Magalog. Hmm. So your word choices, are you using the right choices? Are people going to be able to, um, to read it? Is it simple enough? Most copywriters, when they come to me, the first copy is on way too high a level. You've got to get the Hemingway app and drop your copy in there and learn how to write so that you are not more than a sixth grade level. If yeah. you're not doing that, you're probably not a really good copywriter. It doesn't matter what the niche is. Gary Halbert used to write for some really complex niches, water purifiers and whatever, and would make it super simple. Um, uh, what is it? My, Brian Keith Voiles used to have a great technique that um, was, he would, um, he had kids who were in fourth grade and he would show them his sales letters. And for every word they found, 
that they did not understand, he would give them a quarter. So he had literally fourth graders reading his sales letters to make mm. sure it was good. Yeah. And can you make it simple enough? Can you have every word? Um, I remember writing a letter one day and Colton said, Harlan, you use the word that a lot. I challenge you never to use it in your copy. I was like, okay. Now, if I even think of using the word that in copy, uh, I wake up in cold sweats. <laughs> I'm looking at the sales letter that I have written here and I'm three pages in and I have not used the word that once. Mm. That's, that's quite an achievement because we, we lean on these words like crutches. Right. And, but you need somebody to, you need someone to critique your copy um, because I've never seen, I've seen copywriters who were okay, but I never saw a copywriter made it in, make it into the big, big leagues without mentoring and without having yeah. somebody tear up his copy or their copy, not yeah, his yeah. copy. Yeah. I mentored a few women who went on to be tops, write for boardroom, write for the gurus, et cetera. Um, so I don't discriminate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a really important principle. And uh, uh, a couple of great tips there. I mean, the whole, the whole uh, everything that you've been talking about on this call has been really valuable. Always a pleasure. Always enjoy pulling people's leg a little bit here and there. But seriously, folks, copywriting is a great profession. The unfortunately, in the past short period of time, we've we've seen so many of the A-list copywriters pass away. Mm. Clayton Makepeace recently, and there just aren't enough good copywriters to replace them. Now even though the media changes and people, you know, Magalogs are still there and big companies are still doing it, but, you know, writing online and writing direct mail sales letters, all of these are still big. There's also copywriting for radio and, and, and television and, and knowing all of these things means that if you want copywriting jobs, you will never, ever run out of them. Yeah, yeah. There's just it's, it's like it's, it's, it's like you say, you know, uh, with some of the greats of the game that no longer with us, um, there's just like the, the quality is it's not there to to replace them. It's really uh, interesting concept that I hadn't really considered before. Um, but uh, um, but so yeah, it's a massive opportunity for 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 up and coming copywriters to get really good. And that and that's why you know. I don't do, I'm, as you mentioned earlier, I'm in the keto niche and the niche is killing it. And I decided that when I was going to um, do this, I wasn't going to do the copy myself. Yeah. So I hired a copywriter, gave them really favorable terms, but it was like writing with the committee. And we had dates and they weren't ready and the, this wasn't ready and the copy was awful. And I remember it was the night before I wanted to launch. I thought the copy was God awful. Um, and I sat down and wrote the sales letter in 20 minutes and testing it to, pri to cold traffic 
um, I did $40,000 the next day. Mm. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> that's not bad. Now that sales letter has gone on to make me ooh, probably somewhere close to $6 million so far. And I'm like, okay, not bad for 20 minutes of work. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I still do it. And that's why, you know, I'm doing another letter right now for myself. And I think cop it's a good idea that copywriters use their skills for themselves as well. Look at all the years that, that Ben Savenga wrote for others. And then uh, he retires, can't stay away from the business and starts this olive oil company. Mm. Um, you know, you can't yeah. keep a good man down. No, that's right. So, um, uh, what about uh, yourself? Uh, um, do you have uh, any resources that, uh, that, that uh, people can go to, to, uh, uh, to connect with you and learn more about uh, copywriting from you? So first of all, I have a group that's called A-List Copywriters. And if you go in there and you look at the people who are members of the group, you'll be blown away. These are the, the mods and the admins, David Garfinkel, um, John Calton, uh, uh, Lori, uh, Lori Ferraro, uh, or Lori Morgan. I don't know if she's changing Morgan now, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and many, many others there and show up and, and, and participate. Um, and that's it. The other thing is, you know, people reach out, send me a note on Facebook if you're interested in the mentoring. Um, I don't do a lot of it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I suggest that you not do it if you have a fragile personality because mm -hmm. I'm going to be tough to make you good. And most people stay, the average stay that people mentor with me is 14 months. And it's completely optional. You know, you're, you're not, I don't believe in signing contracts. Yeah. Uh, you may not like me, I might not like you, but they still stay on for like 14 months because of how fast they're learning. So if yeah. anybody's interested in that, just reach out and we'll get on Zoom and see if it's a fit or not. I certainly will not be pressuring you into it because it's more of a pain in the butt for me than... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the, the money is worth, but do I do want to get that. Grudgingly, yeah. Uh, really, because the way I've always done copywriting is the way I have it with Carlton is people get unlimited access. You know, mm. just one a day, but you can have as many as you want as long as you do your homework, and it covers everything from writing to getting more money for your copy. Yeah. What to ask for and how to ask it and how to how to know you're going to get it before you finish your call. So it's... So should they... Uh, go on. Yeah. So should they go through Facebook or go through your website? Just go through, just go through Facebook is, is the easiest. Don't friend me first because I'm going to say no unless I know who you are. So <laughs> yeah, so send me a message and I'll, I'll find it because routinely people friend me and it's just no, no, no. And I yeah, yeah. John Collins rule that if we don't have at least 100 uh, friends in common, the answer is no. Yeah, um, I have the same rule. So that's it. Um, this has been fun. Contact me again. Listen, if they don't force you to take down this podcast because of my participation, 
then feel free to ask me again because I always have a good yeah. time doing it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I definitely will uh, be taking you up on that. So um, if uh, the, what people have got to do from here is join the group, uh, A-List Copywriters, what's the name? A-list copywriters. A-list copywriters. Yeah. So that's on, yeah, it's on Facebook. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or whatever that's called these days, um, uh, I will chuck a link to that uh, that group on uh, geniusesofcopywriting.com on Harlan's episode. Um, and even if you don't and have a everybody you know, needs to do me a favor right now, rate this podcast, rate Brian's podcast as like the best you have ever listened to in your life. Just, just do it, do it for me, go there, give it the best rating possible. As a matter of fact, write to Apple and say, I want you to change the rating system so I can rate Brian's uh, podcast even better. Okay. Just do it. Do it yeah. while you're thinking of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so that, that's your second step. <laughs> And uh, it, it, it's, now, it's now perfect. Now that you've been on the show, it's now perfect. I'm not sure how we're going to follow right. this up on, a, on the second episode, or how we're going to top this one, but, uh, but I'm sure. Oh, we'll oh no problem. No problem. We'll, 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 we got war stories and techniques that. Yeah, yeah. We'll let's, go, let's go for a couple of hours next time. But, uh, but I appreciate having you having on. You've definitely over-delivered. Um, you've given us some great stuff. Uh, uh, join the uh, group ALIS Copywriters on Facebook. There'll be a link on geniusesofcopywriting.com. And I thank you very much, Harlan. You've been uh, uh, very enlightening. And uh, I'll definitely be requesting uh, uh, you to do this again sometime. My pleasure. All thank the you. best, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.